everybody. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, The Joy of Junk Journals. Um, I'm going to be answering some of your crafty questions from YouTube today, and I've got Sunny snuggled up right beside me very warmly on the couch. It's a foggy day today here, and Elaine S. asks, uh, she says, thanks for using the scrap paper scrapbook paper, Pam. Um, I have a ton of scrapbook paper to use up, so um, I can use more how-tos, please. Is it wrong to use scrap paper with junk journals? I am new to this junk stuff and don't want to turn any noses up when when they see my journals. Okay, we got a few things to parse apart in there. Welcome aboard, Elaine. Welcome to your junk journal journey. Have lots of fun. Um, Number one, remember there are no rules and you can do whatever you want and the heck with what anybody thinks as long as you had fun along the way. Just remember that. And um, uh, you can absolutely use scrapbook paper in your junk journals. Um, It is beautiful paper, gorgeous paper, and it looks lovely on covers or as um, journal uh, signature pages or signature cover pages. Some people like to nestle their individual signatures in um, a piece of scrapbook paper, which looks very pretty. Or maybe you want to use a piece of scrapbook paper as your central page in any signature. That's always very pretty. And scrapbook paper can be used to make little embellishments and things like that. Oh my gosh, there's so many uses for it. And uh, I think we, a lot of us, me included, are highly guilty of buying way too much scrapbook paper. And gosh forbid, if I see a good deal on it or if I find it at the thrift store, somehow it jumps in my cart. I swear I never put it there, but it ends up there and home it comes. So um, there's a lot of fun ways that you can take scrap book paper that maybe you don't like and you can transform it into pretty paper that you do like depending on what you do to it there's a lot of million and one things you can do with that so i would say take out the papers that you really like that you want to use pristine as is and then put the ones that i call the not so pretties you know what i mean and put them over over yanda and then we'll have a play with those and uh, i've done a few videos on those but we, we need to do some more because i know i'm not alone when we have uh, scrapbook paper you know, coming up to our noses already, and we've got to do something with it. And and being paper crafters as we are, we can put it to good use. Absolutely. So yes, there will be no nose turning up. And and remember, if somebody turns up a nose, it's, it's only one person's opinion. And it really doesn't matter at the end of the day. Just your only barometer is how much fun you had making it. And uh, as you learn more tips and tricks uh, as you go along to make your life easier and your journey more more enjoyable, um, you're going to find the fun factor will increase uh, because you don't get stuck on those little stumbling blocks. You just kind of sail through. And, uh, you know, that that sounds a little bit um, uh, far-fetched and, and most of you who maybe have seen my videos know that I have little stumbling blocks all the time but we find ways to work around them and it's kind of fun trying to find ways to work around them there is there's fun embedded right in that little stumbling block so um, uh, you know just embrace your journey and have fun Kate Licky says I new to this fun journey and I have a question see how many people are new to this a lot of this is very new to many people so I'm so excited so many people are becoming exposed and becoming aware of junk journals okay I I, I uh, interrupted the person's question let me go back Kate asks is there a way to strengthen the spine of a soft cover once the journal is already completed ah yes my guess is that possibly there might be some tearing or um, the paper is starting to give way 
at the spine. And this is a classic beginner's uh, foible or, uh, or a little, not a mistake, but it's like a, my mother used to call them bluebirds, but you know, like an oopsie. What happens is we, we make the journal and we have paper cross the spine and, and we would like to think that the paper has some stretch or give or just know how to, you know, navigate itself around that fold and not have a problem where paper doesn't like to stretch. Now, a book um, that's professionally made or made by a very good bookbinder will take everything and it will take all of this into the thought process. They'll know exactly how much give to yield the book, how much, how much bend, how much fold, how much working of the paper, how much the spine can handle. You can always slap something on the outside of the spine if you find your spine is coming apart. One of my favorite things to use is fabric because it has some natural stretch and give. It gives your spine extra strength. If you're going to put it on your spine, I would, um, you can do it two ways. If you lay your book flat so that your spine is looking at you, the outside, you can Put the piece on there. It has to go over the edges of the spine and attach to the cover in order to have it uh, strengthen your spine um, in the best way possible. Now you could just cover the spine itself if it's just cracking on the spine and it's not cracking where the um, covers are attached to it. But I would recommend overlapping a little bit so you can grab those covers. It's like a hand that comes around and just holds on to everything. Um, there's also book binding paper you can use, but I honestly, I really like, um, fabric and sometimes it's something it, it thinner fabrics I think are better. So think muslin, think lace, think cheesecloth th and you can layer, you can layer and do fun things like that. Um, and that will give you extra strength. And it will also allow you to use things that are not wide enough. If you want to maybe use different colors of strips of fabric across, you could do it like a rainbow even. Um, and that will give a lot of strength. Now, you're going to want to work the covers open and close, open and close, and see how they buckle around the, the outside spine folds to make sure you're not getting too much buckling. Watch out for too much buckling. Um, and make sure you glue them down really well and let the book rest. Um, also... There's a certain sound, and you'll get to know it very quickly. I call it the crack. When you open and close um, a junk journal that only uses paper around the spine, uh, and you'll hear the crack of the paper, crack it, literally cracking, and you're like, uh-oh. <laughs> you know, uh-oh, <laughs> what was that? That's either where something gave way from the glue or the paper gave way from itself. It just came apart, and uh, that can put panic and terror into the journal maker's heart but rest assured there's always a way to fix it rarely do you have to deconstruct your entire journal um, but if you do the worst thing that that you have to do is just cut your signature threads remove your signatures and rebuild your spine make it a little bit stronger and it's really not that big of a deal I know it sounds horrific I know I know but really in actuality it's cutting a thread and then restitching the signature back in Really, that's all, that's all it is. Um, so don't worry if it happens to you. Ask yourself, how can I make it better? Look to reinforce, ideally, the inside and potentially the outside. If you're going to take the signatures out, 
reinforce the inside first as long as there's been no breach on the outside but if there's been a breach on the outside then go ahead and um, cover the breach on the outside with something either a decoration an embellishment maybe um, uh, what are those things called I always forget the name of not stitcher rolls um, not snicker rolls you know what I'm talking about <laughs> yeah um, oh, I can't think of the word Sonny what's the word I can't think of it that's okay um, Snippet rolls. Thank you. The brain finally fired. Um, snippet rolls where we just put little, we basically collage with uh, little pieces of fabric and all sorts of thing on a strip of fabric. And those make nice spine covers as well. Um, so yeah, it's not a big deal to take apart one, a junk journal if you need to. Uh, but there are many reinforcement things that you can do without but not having to take apart the journal. Number one is reinforce the outside of the spine first. Um, and then kind of go from there. That's probably going to fix 99% of things. You know, you may have to take off whatever decoration you've put on there. Um, you know, you might say, well, I had a nice exposed spine and I really like that. I like to see the strings on the outside. You might have to sacrifice and cover those. Or you could cut out your signature strings and sew them right through the new piece of material on the outside again but it can be done that's what my my thing is I'm trying to get through to you it can be done and it's not going to be an act of God you can do it and there's many ways to do it okay um so I hope that helps Kate Licky. okay Joan O'Ark asks such lovely envelopes on the junk journal how to make four pockets with one fold of an envelope in a junk journal oh that's pretty impressive um is there a way I can make a 24-hour day into a 30-day? <laughs> I need more crafting time. I just love listening to the birds in the background. My cat jumped up on the chair beside me to listen also. <laughs> How nice. <laughs> um, yeah, isn't that the truth? I mean, doesn't the rest of the life just get in the way of crafting? I mean, am I the only one that feels that way? <laughs> okay, except for playing with you, Zenny. I like to play with you more. Uh, but yes, there is something you know when you've been bitten by the crafty bug when you're trying to add more hours to your day I totally get you um Joan I'm right there with you and I think we are not alone Cindy in Arizona says congratulations to the winner one of these days do you think I, you might run out of scraps oh no she laughs um oh she's talking about the scrappy contest that I usually do on Fridays during my craft chat um if you ever want to enter that just post a comment in the most recent craft chat it's on a Friday and then the winner will be drawn in the following Friday's craft chat so that's all you need to do and you can post more than one comment and um, even if you already want a craft chat uh, scrap uh, scrappy contest you, you're welcome to uh, continue to submit comments and you're just in the running as well as with everybody else so um, oh, Okay, so that was a call from my neighbor um, asking about fundals. So there you go. Um, okay, so uh, our next question is... Oh, I'm not putting hearts on these, Pam. Put hearts on these so you know that you answered these questions. Or else I'll start answering the same question. Okay, here we go. Minka Demko asks, hey, to bend chipboard, how about a scoring gadget? Yes, that's another wonderful way to bend chipboard. Um, you, if, and you don't even need a scoring gadget. You just need a ruler and, and a, either um, you can even use a pencil or a butter knife or um, 
an embossing tool if you have one of those um, a ballpoint pen that doesn't actually the ballpoint pen could write if you don't mind having lines on it but that will also uh, score your paper or your chipboard which will make it uh, curl nicely for you for your uh, rounded spine uh, but you can just sort of bend it with your hand too <laughs> as I demonstrated in the video called neutral junk journal hidden spine and signature pages um, Yes, but those are great ideas. And we always want more tips and tricks for anybody who's struggling. Maybe their chipboard is a little bit thicker. If you have thicker chipboard, then scoring would definitely be your friend in that case. Um, Penny Newton asks, Good morning, Pam and Sunny. Hope all is well. How is Holly and the Lovebirds? I haven't heard them in the background lately. You may have just heard them in the background as I was speaking. I don't know, but they, uh, everybody, the Twitter fest is fine. Everybody is well. Um... Somebody made a new sound in the lovebird cage today. Yes, was it yesterday? One of these days. Um, when I went and checked, everybody was fine. They made the strange sound again. I went back, I double-checked, everybody was fine. Um, so un until somebody is not fine, everybody is fine. <laughs> That's all I know. Birds are funny because they don't show illness or sickness until they're really sick. So you, you have to keep a close eye on them. So if I do hear an odd sound, I will go double check. But every once in a while, they will make a different sound. And it could be because they're learning a different sound and they're trying to mimic or repeat that sound. Um, so it's a little bit of a guessing game every once in a while. But so far, not too bad. Everybody's still kicking. Um, Hooking in Good Company asks... Pam, hello Pam, where are you? <laughs> I'm, right, I'm on my couch. <laughs> Which state? I'm in Florida. Uh, greeting from the Netherlands, originally from Brooklyn, Jackie. Okay, yes, I'm in Florida, Jackie. That's where I've been um, since I was 21. I came here from Canada uh, since I was 21. Love it here. And uh, Denise Streitman asks, oh no, another wounded warrior. Oh, that must have been the day I wore a Band-Aid on my, my thumb. Uh, what, di what did you do to <laughs> Thumpkin? Um, <clears throat> I accidentally cut it, and I think it was with a pair of scissors. And um, all is well, it has healed since then. I want you to know that. Yeah, it happens. Don't rush when you're crafting. Take your time. Um, be hypervigilant with any cutting. Scissor, craft knife guillotine you, you know what I mean whatever it is big paper cutter paper trimmer just just keep your fingers away from the sharp stuff um, it usually happens during rushing don't rush just don't rush just remember you're there to have fun and breathe relax take your time and walk away with all appendages intact and everything will be dandy there we go <laughs> thanks for asking Denise my thumb is still attached um, Nurse and Learn asks, thanks for the tape trick. It's the little things, right? Oh, I think she's referring to, I had um, a little rubber stamp that was stuck in a very tiny little divot and I couldn't get it out. So I used a piece of scotch tape to stick on the back of the stamp and it came right out. That was, that was the trick. That was oh, so helpful when I learned that one. Okay, Rhonda Smith asks, this is great. I wanted to do a hidden spine, but do you put specialized paper between the signatures? Hmm. Are you asking about a, like a signature cover? If you want to, you can. Um, I used to do that a lot in the beginning and then I just drifted away from it. And because I was starting to look at regular books and I thought they don't really wrap their signatures with different paper. It's the same paper. So I thought, I'm not going to do that anymore for a while. I, do, I just decided not to do it. 
and sometimes I do it now and sometimes I don't. So it's more of a random thing. Um, you can, you absolutely can if you like to use it for decorative purposes um, and, and that type of thing, uh, but it's not necessary. Okay, uh, two more hearts. We got that one and we got this one and we're moving down. We've got Louise Cregan who asks, Good morning, Pam and all my paper outpost friends. I hope everyone is enjoying this holiday time. I was wondering, Pam, do you use any different paper for the first page in a signature? Hmm, are we sensing a, a trend here? This must be some people are wondering. Um, sending a social high and lots of extra pets and snuggles to Sunny. Aw. Um, sometimes yes and sometimes no. I think I answered it already. So there you go. Uh, you can. It's not mandatory, Louise. Okay. Liberty Lost asks, I'm a fairly new subscriber, so I haven't seen you use photos. Do you use them? If you do, how do you use them? Thank you. Uh, yes, I do use them. I collect a lot of old vintage and antique photos. So I generally, generally, I generally don't maim the photo. So in other words, I use the photo itself as a tuckable inside a pocket or a tuck or an envelope or something like that, because I want to maintain its pristine nature as a piece of valuable vintage or antique ephemera but a lot of people like to use current day photos or maybe um, uh, you know photos of their family and their friends and stuff like that the way we used to use scrapbooks doing scrapbooks um, they were primarily photos with some other things uh, around them to enhance them and uh, so yes, you can absolutely use photos, new or old, it doesn't matter. Uh, you can go ahead and have a lot of fun with them. You can cut them up, you can photocopy them uh, if they're your photos, and you can put them in your junk drawer. If you're going to sell them, you can uh, you, you just make sure you have the copyright for the photos. If you're not going to sell them, you can pretty much do anything you want. Um, so there you go. Um, but yes, absolutely, photos make a beautiful uh, memoir in any junk journal, whether they're your photos or not. They don't have to be your photos. I guess that's what I'm trying to let the world know. It's other photo, other people's photos that you don't know anything about are quite interesting when you look at them because you'll start to look in the background and you'll see where what the clothing they were wearing or what they're holding. It becomes this whole story in and of itself. Okay, Little Kentucky asks, I have a question. Pam, do you ever keep any of the journals you make for yourself? I know you used to. Um, I used to keep a lot in the beginning during my years of learning how to make a journal and then when I started selling them it was initially hard honestly to sell journals it, 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 they're very emotionally attached to them but after a while it gets easier and it became an issue of space I only had so much space to store the journals, so I had to sell some journals and I kept thinking I had to tell myself it's okay to let the journal go and as soon as you let this journal go, you can get on to making another journal. And there's a lot of fun in the making of the journal for me. So I can't wait to get to the journal making because I really enjoy that part. So that would keep me moving forward. And I wouldn't cry so much about the journal I just let go. And I would look forward more to the journal I'm, I'm making or going to make and kind of immerse myself in that feeling. Um, somebody very wiser than me said, remember your future memories instead of your past. If you want to keep moving forward, there you go. Uh, something to think about. Okay, uh, Diana Moore said, Pam, I just love you. 
Aw, I lost my mom four months ago, and you sure helped me through some hard times. My question is, I have some very old lace that I'm afraid if I use on a journal, it would rip. Uh, what could I use over it to give it strength? Um, old lace is wonderful to use on a journal. And old, um, fragile lace, you can you can work with on a journal. Um, really what's more important, almost more than what goes over it, is what goes under it. If you put a decent amount of Fabrifix glue down, that lace is gonna pretty much stay put even if it's fragile. Um, you wanna keep it off of the where the spine folds so there's no stress on it. Maybe don't wrap it around the journal so it's not on the outside wrapping around to the inside because there might be stress wrapping around. So if you've got no pull on it and you're just gluing it down as a beautiful piece on your cover, if there's no stress or strain, that Fabrifix is going to hold it in place very nicely for you and it should be solid there. As long as there's no stress or strain on it, you should be good. If you want to go a step further, if you're unsure, and if, you're, if you say to yourself, I don't know about this, I may need to have a little extra something. There are some soluble, I almost want to call them soluble glue sheets. I forget the name of it. I have, I have some of it. Um, but basically, it's for people who lay down a, a, a bunch of fabric collage pieces, and then they put this soluble glue stuff over it. And that becomes almost like a sealant and it seals everything down. I mean, you could technically spray or Mod Podge over or put some kind of something like that over the top if you really wanted to seal the bejeebers out of it and put it down forevermore. But honestly, I don't think it's going to be necessary um, unless it just literally turns to dust when you try and pick it up. Maybe that's that's a different story. But if it still has a little bit of integrity, I think a good old shellacking of uh, Fabrifix on its bottom and then slap her down, I think you're going to be okay. I would maybe try a little test piece if you can just to see, test the integrity. But um, I think it might be all right. And you could, I don't know how this would look, but you could layer over some type of super thin fabric sheer that would let the lace show through but not obscure the lace so much that you can't appreciate the pure beautiful vintage slash antique look of the lace but something that would just lightly cover it you could do a cheesecloth you could do a like a sheer fabric that you can see through very well and then you could sew all over that piece together and then glue the whole thing down to the cover. Just just a random thought there. But I hope that helps. I hope that gives you some ideas. And we will go from here. Um, uh, I think we did pretty well today answering some questions. I hope keep uh, sending me your questions. I love one, knowing what you guys are thinking and wondering about or have questions about. I'm trying to get to as many of them as I possibly can. You guys have great questions. Thank you for asking. And we will go from here together into the sunset. Happy crafting, everybody. Love you all from Sunny and me.